the Trump presidency eulogy, letting go. We stand shaken upon this significant day in history, knees weakened by the intoxication of fear and anger combined. This day is a day that will chase down the forefathers of deceit throughout the history of power overwhelming power and wrangle its way among the very best of history's harshest lessons. This day when the service of others switch to the service of self. The day the Trump presidency died and with it the horrible infected death of liberty. This, this past four years was born out of the womb of distrust, a general reality that inevitably envelops the power structures to change the proverbial deal. Those who submit to the acidic drool of power cannot restrain themselves from perpetually seeking that infectious release of belching moral relativity. Therefore, we must now, with open arms and empty promises, secede from childish thoughts of endless dreams. So let us put to rest these Milton tales and say our prayers together. Here lay the Trump presidency before us in a state of questionable legacy and stamina. In the early days, it became clear that this braggadocious and cockstrong assembly was not prepared for the relentless attack which would be waged with wicked precision and unending persistence. It could be that the wheel of the state had been spinning for much longer than the orange man ever realized or perhaps even considered. It was remarkable how early it was known that he was in cahoots with some very dastardly people of ill repute, and quite literally within minutes of his insurrection, there, will, there were yalls for his presidency's immediate termination, which, by the way, is still going on even though both previous attempts failed. It must be ended. We watched in disbelief as the lashes begot lashes. Amidst the prowl of wolves, the Trump presidency lauded those willing to shoot straight and from the hip. This ancient art form has long ago bled its last ounce of the cause and effect that stained our tattered and factual memories. The wheeling and dealing gave way to clear consciousness for millions of minions dying of patriotic thirst. This ragtag roster of dragoons started pumping the wilted with large doses of crocodile tears. It must be shut down. The rain would not last long, and the cleanse became impossible. Yet these buffoons believed that they could make it rain themselves. Free from the governed, they made peace with all the uncool people. They secured that which is sacred. They brought the attention to those who love to work. They fought for those who fight for us. They boosted the tides for everyone. Except 
those who no longer wanted to stay aboard. The end is near. We must paint the appropriate picture within our minds to gain closure for our grievances. The picture of the Trump presidency lying in a non-state. No slanderous misanthropes preaching their righteous slander over the congregation as they have enjoyed with brilliant freedom since his slide into fate. No more gates to pass. We watch as the erasure unfolds, hoping and lying that it's not really happening right in before our eyes. Like some petulant, mischievous child stealing right in front of their opioid-addicted parents who can no longer disconnect their limbic, limbic systems from the vein of hate. We must incinerate them. Oh, yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I shall fear no evil. No, that's not right. I believe we should be afraid of this evil. It has known to been incarnate. Yes, that's the dutiful flesh-like response that shall hopefully inspire those who've chosen not to attend this glorious reincarnation, but forever to be haunted by Greek tragedy. They are missing out on their own creation. Although it should be noted that we, the spectators, the crowd, the audience, and mostly the mob, we are responsible for what has taken place. And we must bear the burden of the butchered carcass of reason. And because of our carnivorous tearing of that central agreement, we must be ready for a cold winter and the piercing hunger of civility. We must purge them all they say. As we press this vessel to cross over into Valhalla, let us set it ablaze, this failed frigate, and allow it to set sail from the inferno to just over the red horizon. It can take with it all the lost souls clamoring on over inexplicable data abnormalities, soft coups, and the coming tsunami of social justice. Those conspiratorial circus clowns who just won't stop pouring out of the faded lines of Jefferson and the devout text of Madison, they shall no longer have their applause. In fact, the show must be canceled for reasons that will be identified indefinitely. It is to the desert that they all must go. Seeing as it appears that there are no survivors to give their eulogy, we shall move past the unpleasantness of this brief interruption and get on with the resetting of the OS system. It should only take a moment before all is forgotten and erased. So please, bow your heads not solely in disgrace, but also in disdain. For we shall light this glorious match with the fire of your grief. It would appear that temptation has won. Dear Lord, I hereby light this ark in your name. Please, Lord, bless this illusion 
and help this large barge of truth set sail upon the deep seas and never to return. I say to you, fair winds and following seas. <laughs> Man, I have to admit that it's, it's been some time since I released the show and it's because I've been in deep contemplation. I've been processing everything that's been happening. I've been processing everything I've witnessed. I'm processing everything that I imagine is happening and imagine I've witnessed. I'm trying to understand the feeling of uneasiness that I'm feeling. The feeling of almost being tempted to engage at a very destructive level. And that's the temptation that I think we're seeing from everyone right now. The temptation to dive deeply into those seas, those tumultuous and stormy seas, those seas that inevitably force us to lose control, to lose control of the things that make the space uh, for our coexistence able. Now the question becomes, and I keep trying to process this in as, in as deep a way as I can, is, is how do we gain that control back? Not only, not only as a collective, but most importantly, within ourselves. Because I think that's the place we need to be. Where we feel like our ideas are being controlled, not by the force of others, but through the submission of our own interpretation, our own critical thinking our own ability to rationalize that change is upon us, right? Our past has always, always been part of our future. And I think it's critical that we understand that reality. I think it's critical that we understand that this is the place, this is the time, this is the crucible that's going to force us to understand what's next. What's next in our own individual lives? What's next in the lives of those that we love that are intimate around us, our peer group, our, the people we count on and we trust? Thankfully, over the last few weeks, I've had uh, a remarkable amount of, of people in my life reach out and say, Rut! Are you good? You've been so quiet lately. And after trying to explain to them the reason behind uh, my silence, uh, not only including the fact that I have been censored, um, that my website has been censored, that I've and now, uh, you know, in my attempts to build another uh, a space to deliver message, that was shut down last weekend. Um, you know, I'm also beginning to contemplate that the reality is upon us. And so how do I, how do I let go? How do we let go? How do we let go of the things that are, are bad? Uh, how do we let go of the things that are good? And so this, this, this 
this quandary has been um, weaving its way deeply within my psyche, deep within my contemplation to the fact where uh, it's difficult to sleep. It's consuming my, my ideas and my thoughts. How do we let go? What are the things that we turn to within ourselves to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, it's going to be okay. We're going to be all right. This is just a, a reflection of, of those seeking power and their influence of fear upon us. And what that stokes within each of us. Is there a basis for concern? Is there a basis uh, uh, for our taking a stance? And I would imagine for millions of people out there on both sides, they believe it is that time and, and thus the, the rise of, of, of reluctance to let go of that which they hold dear, the ideological ideas, the ideological stance, what they believe to be truth, it's difficult to let that go. But the one thing that I, I do know is that the only way we can move forward is in some capacity to let go. To let go of the things that distract us from the very things that make us, that make us real. Right? The very things that allow us to be present in our own thoughts with uh, being unencumbered by that, that debilitating weight of fear, the world of fear that rests on our shoulders if we allow it to. So as I've been struggling to try and find the direction for this first podcast of 2021, and there were many different iterations of, of, of thought, Initially, it was going to be an obituary of 2020 and, and, and looking past and thankfully saying, all right, these things have died the appropriate death and now we can, we can all grieve their losses and move on. And I thought it would be something along those lines. But then I realized it was much more complicated than that. I realize that each one of us is struggling in our own capacity to process all that which uh, we are being exposed to from the absolute radical of one side to the absolute radical of the other and then all that exists within the middle of that, which is a lot to unpack right now. And I will tell you, I've, I've spent a profound amount of time attempting to unpack all of that uh, and the conversations of those people who have been able to engage with me, you hopefully heard that that is my intention to try and get to the bottom of, of why I am feeling the way I am. Why do I feel a sense of betrayal? Not so much to a particular party or a particular uh, um, outcome, but more so of of a foundation, right? A foundation that which I have built a, a considerable amount of my life on. This foundation that allows for, for all people to exist, that allows for all ideas to coexist, 
that allows for uh, um, civil discourse. However, I am astutely aware of history. I'm acutely aware of the ramifications of of this growing process. And I think that too is really what has caused this deep emotional rift within myself that I also see being projected by others. Now, there comes a time in our lives where uh, we need to stand fast against that which we truly believe is, is, is against all that we have experienced, all that we have thought, all that we believe to be true. And unfortunately, <laughs> the human condition uh, is not equitable across the playing field, so to speak. We are all radically different. We are all radically different in our ideas, our beliefs, our process, our intelligence, our emotional state. We're all radically belief in, in, our, in, our, in our religious beliefs, in our, our, our sexual preference or sexual identity. We're all different in all of these different ways. And it's these differences that once they gain hold of you, once they became or become uh, the identity, right? And that's what I think is happening. We're, we're way too down the line and allowing what other people suggest we should feel or think to penetrate. And we're conforming our, our, our true beliefs about the way the world should function in order to fit within uh, something that's more... Uh, um, concise or manufactured or manicured uh, an argument, an idea, a belief that's been um, delivered to us uh, by the powers that want to maintain power. How do we let that go? So last night as I finished another day uh, um, of processing this very deeply and for all those who uh, received a text from me yesterday, uh, I, I suppose I should offer an explanation. And the explanation is, you know, we, we sometimes, I sometimes uh, get immersed into a particular uh, belief that uh, there is a solution that's simple. And, and if I uh, sent you... Uh, what I sent you and you were confused or scared or nervous or whatever, man, I, I, I apologize about that. That was not my intention. My intention was only to expose uh, perhaps a different concept of, of, of this whole process, this whole thing from a historical perspective. But it's tough when you shotgun people with those types of intense ideas. And for that, I'm sorry to all of you. I'm sorry to all of you out there who, who have been searching or looking or waiting or wondering where motivational rut is. And I'm here. I'm just processing a, a, different, a different perspective right now. I'm processing an idea to try and understand what is motivational now. What, are, what is the direction that I should take frog logic? What is, where is the direction I should walk myself, right? 
And as I've suggested multiple times over and over and over in interview after interview or, or podcast after podcast or writing after writing, man, there is a pathway of pain we must all travel. And so that is through my own words, my own recognition, that that's where I've been, walking this pathway of pain, trying to contemplate what I'm supposed to learn through all of this right now. And I think what I'm trying to understand is, is, is how to be patient, how to let go of things that are beyond my control and to get back to the things that I know to be true within myself. And that's difficult for all of us. Difficult for me, especially, I think. Now, as I, again, as I was contemplating this show today or last night uh, from about uh, 12 o'clock to about 4 in the morning, I was, I was hit uh, with this clarity, this idea um, to be able to distribute or, or talk about what that means of letting go. And so I, in typical rut fashion, uh, the easiest thing was kind of to just write freely, to let my thoughts come out, to let uh, the structure of that and how it take its shape or form uh, to be uh, uh, unrestrained. And so what I came out with was this. Let it go. It's time we all let it go. Now, what does that mean? It is possibly, simply, as easy as opening your hand and letting some inanimate object fall to the floor. Letting go. Perhaps we're letting go of that empty chalice. That glass that has been drained. What was in that cup? Was the cup even empty before it fell to the ground? And how will we look back and describe what has been spilled? Letting go has such promise to how it sounds. Let it go. The release, right? That's the deal. From the oppressive. From the bondage. From the weight. From desire. From negativity. From anger. From rage. From hate. From temptation. Freeing yourself of your hate or disdain for another person's belief? Man, yeah, that is freedom. And yes, indeed, we must let ourselves go of hatred for someone who doesn't believe what we believe. It's the essence of re rejuvenation itself. We must let go of our anger for another individual's suffering. We must lighten our hands and ideas against the applied pain from one another.
We must let go of the joy from our victory and the devastation of someone else's defeat. Wait, wait a minute. That seems a bit much. Yes, we can feel for the individual, but it would be quite idiotic to let go of our angst against an ideology, something reckless, if you will. We worked so hard to cultivate these crops of nourishment. In fact, we must let go of the grip of restraint and release the hounds of hell upon them. Yes, quite right. Let's let go of our civility, shall we? Our empathy, that apathetic stance that intimidated those against us to let go of their beliefs. Why should we let go of what we believe for what they believe? We have already let go of so many souls for this cause. What's a few more million? They need to let it go. Well, then we should drop the whole fucking thing on their heads. Let that shit go, huh? (laughs) I probably shouldn't have let that go. Think about it. What should we let go of? Our political candidate? Our political party? Our general politics? Fuck it. Why not let go of my ideas? How about letting go of my beliefs, my virtues, my morals, my values? Hell, I should just let go of myself. What happens when there is no meaning? What happens when God is dead? Our ability to live with each other dies as well. And we have let this go before. I suppose it would be worth letting go of all these rituals and ideologies for sure. But is it possible we don't have to let them go? Is it possible, in fact, we can keep all of these as long as we openly and freely and without violence consciously exist with each of them present? Yes, but once again, it would seem we can't let this go. If there was ever a time to let go of that which grades your brain, most certainly it would be just before what was left went insane. Yes, I would love for them to let that go. It is far too real of a consequence because making me let go of what they won't let go induces profound temptations. Fuck, man. What do I really need to let go of? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have it again. Let go of the shit. All that stinks. The rotten, the unruly, the egomaniac, the power hungry, the dealer, the pimp, the bottle. 
One more, just one more sip, please. It won't let me go. Our intoxication of fear has split us in two. Us as a society and us as individuals. That's right. It won't let me. No matter how hard I try, I just can't let it go. It has me. It has my mind. It has my heart. It has me glued to my screen for eight hours a day. I can't let it go. Well, after spending some considerable time locked into that which has dug its claws deep within the very things in which others get dug, I know that letting go is hard. Very hard. Insanely difficult. But possible. I'm not sure how to. Not sure where to look. Not sure what's the truth. I wish there was an all-seeing, all-knowing, all-loving thing that could make me feel better, make this go away, make me feel easy, make me feel sane, make me feel safe. That thing that could ease my suffering and yours. <laughs> there is. And the amazing thing is that when you finally realize God won't ever let you go, then you can just let go. Man, I think we need to move forward. And I keep hearing everybody wanting that. As do I, as do I think everybody truly, because any of those who've truly experienced violence really understand the destructive nature of that. But in order for us to be able to do that, to move on, it is critical that we are allowed to express ourselves as freely as possible. That we are allowed to express ourselves in a way that was granted to us by God. Those inalienable rights The ability to be free to think something, but have the control to say it in the appropriate way. But at least in the way that we want to say it. And even if we do say something that doesn't fit, that you're okay with that. Man, I truly pray for that. I've been praying quite a bit lately for that. And I hope that, you know, somehow 
Um, I just hope that somehow this, this show allows you to understand that it's okay to be conflicted, that it's a pretty normal thing after being thrust into this prolonged state of, of, of hypervigilance or anxiety or stress or division because of all the things that have taken place. These are natural ideas, that they're not abnormal, that you're not dysfunctional for thinking particular ways or things unless you openly and genuinely want to hurt other people. That's not okay. And as a person that's livelihood has been affected by all of these things, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's demeaning, it's demoralizing. But after having gone through all the different things that I've gone through in my life, I know, again, this is another crucible for me. It's just more pressure on the anvil of life for me. It's more hardening. It's more shaping. It's more pressure. It's more pain. It's more suffering. It's forcing me to really dig in and to clarify what I believe in and what I think and what I'm willing to, to do. And so I'm back at the microphone. I'm still trying to figure out uh, where to uh, release more of my stuff. Uh, for now, uh, we're going to have to release it mostly on the website. Uh, so if you want to know more about writing and the podcasts and all the other things, um, you know, uh, check out my website at teamfroglogic.com. Um, that's still a place that uh, is active and good to go. Uh, please sign up for the newsletter. I'm contemplating starting a, a Patreon site uh, to be able to deliver different uh, ideas. Um, I'm contemplating developing uh, an, an app, a Frog Logic app, although those are remarkably expensive. Um, I'm still speaking, so if you still have a company that wants to hear uh, my uh, pandemic motivation talk, uh, finding a pathway through the pain, or any one of the six other talks that I give, please reach out, let us know. Uh, I'm still giving those. I can give those online or in person. I'm, I'm totally comfortable with coming to where you are. If you have a team that's struggling in the midst of all this, perhaps I can help. Um, we certainly are selling and still selling our books and our materials, our t-shirts and hats and, and all of that. But uh, we're in a, a transition phase with Frog Logic. We're, we're still writing curriculum. We're we're, we're trying to push through the self-confidence curriculum. Uh, most likely, we're going to release the next Embrace Fear course at the Frog Logic Institute, which is at froglogicinstitute.com. Probably going to release that first course at the beginning of February and then release the self-confidence course probably uh, mid to end February. Um, uh, I'm going to start writing a book, I think. That's one of the main goals. Uh, I'm also working on uh, the Operator Syndrome course that uh, with Dr. Chris Free uh, that we hope to have that ready by April. Uh, we really started digging into the outline in the last couple weeks. Um, so look for that. If you're an operator, you're struggling, 
Hopefully this curriculum will not only help you identify what you're going through, what you're challenged with, but also give you the right assessments, the medical assessments that you need, and then help you craft some type of plan to put together uh, dealing with all the different uh, medical effects that are correlated to suffering from operator syndrome or living, I should say, with operator syndrome and suffering is a part of that. Um, I'm going to continue writing uh, my writing and posting those on a newsletter. So if you go over and uh, get the new sign up for the newsletter, I'm going to keep building that out uh, as much as possible. So Frog Logic is still going. Although you haven't seen or heard from me much, it's still out there. I'm still on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, but I've had to... I really had to spend some time contemplating what uh, I just went through, what uh, we, my family, my, my close friends have just gone through, and, and my interpretation of what uh, America has just gone through. And, and that took some time. And so if you've been without that uh, motivational <laughs> uh, dose uh, from me, you know, I apologize but uh, as, as, as anybody who lives within this space of creativity, I have to make sure that what I'm speaking, what I'm talking is really coming from the heart. It's really coming from a place of genuineness that's, that's uniquely my own. I do not want to do what everybody else does. Uh, I think there, everybody else out there that doing really great things, God bless them, be unique, be yourself. And that's really, I think, what I'm trying to say within all these things that don't get lured in so immensely that you lose a sense of yourself. Um, now, that's a slippery slope in these times that we're facing. But what I will say this is, is spend the time, dig into your thoughts, dig into your ideas, and use the people that are around you to really be able to contemplate these things. Thank God I have Jana. I mean, thank God I have Jana. I mean, without her, I, I think uh, uh, the impact of, of, of this uh, state of, of uneasiness would have been far more overwhel overwhelming to me. But thankfully, her and other people in my life, most particular those willing to call me and, and speak their mind directly and share with me their intimate feelings of their perception or their objective or subjective a perception of, of who I am, what I am, where I'm at, emotionally, mentally. Um, man, I appreciate all of you. In fact, I love you deeply. Thank you. Thank you for those calls. Thank you for that help. Thank you for uh, your commitment to, to what we have together because that is really the greatest thing that we have, right? After all the other thing is said and done, who's spent hundreds of millions or billions of dollars to accumulate power or wealth or power or whatever it might be. At the end of the day, it's us together with those that we love within our tribes. And what I fear is that tribalism is, is increasing at an even more alarming late. But you know what the problem is? It's just part of it. But what I ask of you now and I hope this message hits you um, as softly as possible, is if you're struggling and you feel yourself uh, filled with these feelings that are not conducive um, 
<laughs> to that. Um, that are not conducive to an assimilation process, being able to uh, uh, work within different groups, to step into one and out of another, to step into one and out of another, to step into one and out of another, and being able to, with, uh, with confidence, be able to bring forth your ideas in a non-aggressive manner, in a non-debilitating way, that you can offer opinions or restrain from opinions that which... Uh, in a way that it's going to be beneficial to your objective. And so I hope you know what your objective is. But the one thing that is absolute, no matter how often or how many different ways I contemplate all of these different these thoughts, is that we must be able to speak our minds. We must be able to speak our minds, we must be able to speak our hearts, we must be able to use our faith. So thank you, God. Thank you for that inspiration. It's pretty remarkable. Last night as I was in this just consistent place of, of where I was and what I needed to think about and how, what type of, of uh, writing I should let come out me, where the inspiration lived and where, where the root of where I want to be. <laughs> and so what did I do, as I typically do, is um, I search. I search for different ideas and thoughts and um you know, at, at one point in, in the midst of all my different, um, <laughs> all the different things I was thinking about constantly last night into these interwoven uh, ideas just going back and forth in my mind and I'm sitting there wide awake. I said, all right, all right, all right, let me, let me get focused on something that, that makes me feel focused that makes me feel easy, that makes me feel relief, that gives me a grand sense of, of reality. And that was this. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, and for theirs is the kingdom in heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, 
and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Thank you again to Jonna, my children. Thank you to my parents, to my close friends and family, my brothers who've been there through this for me. Thank you to all of you who still uh, are paying attention. Thank you for the comments you make. Thanks for the notes you sent me. Thank you for buying the books. Thank you for uh, paying attention and thinking that something that I'm saying makes sense. <laughs> Thank you. Last thing I want to offer you as you begin your contemplation of what it means to let go is just have faith. Thank you.